What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Kat Massey on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her, and she has a really cool name. I don't. That's I said it in full, and I'm like, that's a cool name, Kat. <laughs> like it a lot, um, Kat. I am just gonna toss the mic at you. Start wherever okay. you would like with your story. Okay. Thank you, seriously, so much for letting me do this. Um, I think this will probably be a huge part in my healing process and moving forward. So I can't tell you enough, like when I didn't realize this podcast, I mean, I, I didn't really have a reason to need this podcast until I had a miscarriage and it helped me out so much. And like the first couple of days, I remember just like, I needed to get out of my house. Like I remember just walking around my neighborhood and just listening to it. And it made me feel so much more like normal and like a person. So I'm really hoping that my story can help other people as they're going through it as well. So just a little bit of background about myself. I feel like I do have to go far back, (laughs) not far back, but um, my name is Kat Massey, as Charlotte, you guys know. Uh, I married my high school sweetheart. So we have been together for 13 years, married for six. Um, We, got married when we got married we we definitely weren't ready to start a family um we were both you know working jobs that did just weren't great for that type of lifestyle and ready for a family um and then he went into the army national guard which i'm very thankful that we didn't have any kids at that time because that would have just been so stressful <laughs> for myself to deal with him being gone and trying to raise a family um, with two dogs on our own. So I'm really thankful that we have sort of waited. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, I do wish we had a little kid running around a little massy in the house too. Um, but my sort of thing, like when he joined, I was like, I don't, I, I really don't want to start having kids until you're done because I don't, the, there is a chance that you could get deployed or something like that. And I, I just, I don't think I could emotionally handle doing it all by myself. So that was sort of our agreement. Um, He signed a three-year contract. So when he was done, that's when it was like, okay, fair game. Um, I have in the past couple of years, I haven't putting my body through a lot. So I did a couple competitions um, like bikini competitions. So lots of different diets, um, it was, you know, it was hard. Like there were, there were several times I got down to probably a very unsafe body weight and body fat percentage. So it was one of those things, definitely not good for trying to get pregnant. So, and my last one was in June of 2019. So I knew after that, like, it was like, all right, I have to switch my mindset. You know, I need to have, get my body ready to be able to conceive a child. So, um, I talked to my doctor, I think it was in September of 2019. And she was like, you know, if you're ready, we can start, you know, weaning you off of your birth control. 
Um, I do have endometriosis, and so I always knew that having kids wasn't going to be the easiest thing. There's always that that possibility that I couldn't get pregnant, that I couldn't conceive at all. And so it has always made me a little bit nervous and uncomfortable because it's like, you know, that's that's not fair. Like I didn't I didn't want I didn't want endo. Like I just ended up having it, and the fact that like it could determine my likelihood of being a mother, I was like, that's not really fair. So um, I have been on a consistent birth control for seven years, and I haven't had any type of period, or I probably had a cycle, but had no clue when it was. So that was also something that when I talked to my doctor, I was like, you know, what should, what should we be looking for? How long until, you know, it should happen? And because my body hasn't had to do that in so long. So we actually, so I stopped birth control in December, 2019. So we're coming up on almost a year of it. And my doctor said that if my mar- or if my cycle didn't start in March, then I should, you know, come back and see her. Well, COVID hit and my period didn't start in March, didn't start, start in April, May, June, and by June, I was able to start going back to the office. So I went in, got some blood work done. It was actually a couple of days right before my husband's birthday. And the blood work I got done, I got an ultrasound, like trying to see if there was anything that, you know, was alarming. Like, why, why am I not ovulating? Why am I not having a cycle? Um, and then I was supposed to have a follow-up appointment with her just over Zoom the following week. So it would have been the very first week in July and she was sick or she had to be out of the office. And I remember I was so pissed because I was like, I just want to know why this isn't happening. Like if if there's something I need to adjust in my lifestyle or my diet, whatever I'm doing, like, excuse me, like, I just want to know now. I don't want to have to wait. And so they pushed it out until about mid-July, and I remember I, I was still, like, I was so mad, because I was like, this isn't, this isn't fair, like, I just want to know, like, why, because she couldn't come in, why do I now have to wait? Well, it was sort of a, a blessing in disguise, so, because when I went in back in July, I went in, actually went into the office for a follow-up, and the plan was to put me on a birth control or some type of pill that would then force me to have my period, or a cycle, but they always like to just double check to make sure that you aren't pregnant before they start you on it. Just, just in case, because they don't want anything, you know, to then like, you know, basically miscarry that way. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I shouldn't, shouldn't be hundred percent about that. But so I got my, my blood test done. And I remember I came home and I was like, I just felt like defeated because I was like, there's, there's always, you always, you always sort of want to know like what's wrong. Like, why, why can't I have a cycle? Like what in the hell is going on? And I remember like very vividly, my husband and I were, we went and picked up dinner because I didn't feel like cooking because I was already in like a funk. And I was actually getting ready to open a bottle of wine and my doctor calls me and, and she was like, hey, um, I got back your blood test. She's like, you're pregnant. And it was just like, I was like floored, mind blown. I'm like, wait, how, how, how? Like I got a test in July, 
like two and a half weeks earlier and there wasn't any sign of anything and now like the 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 my quant level was super low at that point so she was like i'm guessing you're probably only a couple weeks so it was like one of those things where it was it was a very emotional roller coaster of a day because i was at a very low low being like this is going to take a while this isn't going to happen like you know, we really have to start thinking about what we want to do next to being like, oh my God, like this actually happened. Like how, how in the world did this, like, it, it just didn't make sense. It almost, it was very much like a, um, I don't want to say a miracle, but it was, it was so un, like, we just had no idea it was going to happen. We were so shocked and happy. Like, we were going to stay in and watch TV and we were like, oh my God, no, we have to go start. We have to go start doing this. Like, how are we going to tell people? And we we're like, who do we want to tell? We don't want to tell too many people early, just, you know, in case something happens. And like, but we definitely want to tell my parents and his mom. And it was, this all happened around birthdays this year. Like as I'm retelling the stories, I'm realizing this, but it was my dad's birthday week. So we were like, well, let's go and get some, like a baby book and like a one of those boards you can like write whatever you want on it with like the letters and and we can get a teddy bear and put a mask on the teddy bear and write something cute on on the board so we went and we bought all that stuff that night and we were like getting it all ready to go and so then that week we it was we told my parents it was um it was, and they, they were shocked because I mean, my mom knew that I had been like going to the doctor and talking to, to my doctor and like, you know, I was frustrated because it wasn't happening. So it was very much a shock. It did, it did make me mad because my, my dad came in and we were like, oh, I mean, we were being weird. Let's be real because we were trying to keep it a secret, but we were like, oh, we want to show you something back here. Like, come look at it. And he was like, oh, are you going to tell me you're pregnant? And I was like, dad, you ruined it. Like, man, I always have, I'm like, how did you even know? Like, why would you guess that out of everything? And then we also went and told my husband's mom, my mother-in-law that weekend too. And um, his sisters, my, hus my husband's sisters were home or one of them was and we didn't want to tell her yet because we, again, like we were trying to keep it really small. So it was, it was really hard to like tell her without letting his sister know. Um, but we managed it somehow, but it was, it was very exciting. Like it was one of those things where I was like texting them every day, like feel great. Like, you know, this is what's happening. Um, so it definitely was, it was, it was a lot, but it was an emotional, like, overhaul of just really 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 happy um and then so all of this happiness quickly came to an end unfortunately so my birthday was a couple weeks after my my dad's so my husband and I are about a month apart so really like all of this happened within a month so my birthday we had a birthday party and I remember like we I, we had a bunch of friends over and <clears throat> excuse me, everyone was drinking and I had to like act like I was drinking because I definitely was not ready to tell that many people. And so it was like, you know, I was being really shady about it, but no one caught on, which I was really happy about. But so we had, uh, my birthday was on a Sunday. We had people over on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we went over to 
my parents' house for like a cookout and dessert. And I remember I was like, I just kept eating so much that day, like that whole weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go for a walk. Um, and I like, I completely also changed like my workout habits and my style because of being pregnant. I was being super cautious. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, lift more than 20 pounds. And so I was going on a ton of walks, like very long, like hour plus walks. So I was like, I need to do something just to feel like I'm like moving and like getting out and, you know, trying to stay healthy. And so that night after we got home from my parents' house on my birthday, we, or not we, my husband went up to go to bed and I was like, I'm going to go out for a walk. So I went out, I probably walked like three plus miles. And when I got home, I went to the bathroom and I noticed like a pale pink when I went to the bathroom and I instantly, like my heart, like, I think I just had this immediate shock and I was like, oh my God, what, like, what is happening? And I had an app that I was using to sort of track, like, you know, your baby is the size of a whatever type thing. And, um, so I went on and I searched like, you know, pale or, you know, some blood and urine, um, about four weeks. And it was like, this is normal, you know, don't panic. Sometimes they were like giving multiple reasons why I can't remember why they were saying it was okay. And so I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. Like, this is fine. This is normal. That's what it's telling me. Like, I trust this app. They know what they're talking about. Uh, so I, I wanted to tell my husband. So I woke him up and I was like, Hey, you know, just, just so you know. And like, he was, he was panicked. He was like, you need to call your doctor. And I was like, it's like nine o'clock at night. Like I can't call them right now. And he was like, you need to go tomorrow. Like, I don't care what you need to do. Like go to the doctor tomorrow. It's like, okay, I'm calling them first thing. So he works third shift. So Monday morning, um, I was out walking my dog and my husband calls me and he was like, have you called your doctor yet? And I was like, okay, they open in five minutes. I will call him in five minutes. So he was definitely way more panicked. Like I was, again, I was like, this is fine. Like, it's probably normal, like nothing to freak out about. And I also don't, didn't want to freak out because I didn't want to accept that it could potentially happen. So I call and they were like, yep, we'll try. We will, we'll get you in later today. So they got me in for an ultrasound and then I saw my doctor afterwards. The um, ultrasound tech, I, looking back or thinking back about it now, I definitely should have, should have set off a light bulb at this point because she was like, yeah, when we do it, like, I know you're still pretty early on, but we can typically see the gestational sac when we do this. I'm like, okay, cool. So she's doing the ultrasound and she gets really quiet and I was like, okay. And I mean, I was looking at the screen. I have no idea what any of it looks like. I'm like, oh, what's that? Like, you know, is that normal? Like, I don't know what that is. And I probably wasn't asking the right types of questions because she was fielding them very well and just staying pretty neutral. And so I texted my husband afterwards. I was like, I don't know. I think it's fine. Like I'm waiting to see my doctor. And then when my doctor came in, she was like, so I, I don't see, I don't see the gestational sac anymore. And that's when it started to like really hit me. And I was like, 
what do you mean? Like, where, what happened? And she was like, a couple weeks ago, when you were here and we did one, you could start to see like the forming of it. And she was like, today, when I look at it, I, it's not, it's not a perfect circle. Like it's starting to basically break apart, which means you are having a miscarriage. And that like her telling me that at that moment, like I was in such shock. I, I don't know if I started, I don't think I started to cry right away, but I definitely was like, this, this can't be happening. Like this isn't real. Like I, I have to be fine. Like what? So after then I had to like text, I had to text my husband because I think, or I think I texted him. I can't even remember. I think I texted him or called him, but I, I think I called him and I was like, I, I just, I can't talk right now. I don't think I can like, I can't put into words like how I'm feeling or what's happening. So, I mean, everybody at my doctor's office was really great. Like they told me to like take how much ever time I needed. Oh gosh, sorry. Whew. I thought I was going to be able to get through all this without shedding a little tear, but guess not. Um, but, you know, they were like, take as much time as you need. Don't feel like you have to rush out of the room. Like, well, we don't, you know, want to make sure you're, you're comfortable before, before leaving. Um, they did want me to get my blood drawn that day. Um, just to, you know, check where my levels were at, see if they had started to drop. Um, so again, like the tech there too, that drew my blood, she was like, you know, I was sitting there at that point then sobbing and she tried to stay as positive as possible and be like, you know, like empath empathize with me. Like she alluded that she had had one as well. So she was like, you know, it, things can get better. Like you, you know, she's had a couple kids since then. So it was, it was a little bit like, it was one of those things where I'm glad that she told me that. Cause it's again, like when you, when you start to tell people what happened, you, you realize that it does happen to a lot of people. Like you, you're not as alone as what you think you are. So it's, it definitely felt very alone. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I kept asking, I kept asking my doctor, I'm like, what, what can I, what could I have done wrong? Like, what could I have done differently? What, how, you know, what can I do? And the answer is always nothing. This just happens. And I, I hate that answer. I still hate it because it's, it's just like, you, you want to know, like there, it can't just happen. Like that's not, it's not fair. <laughs> so, um, after that day, I remember I just came home and my husband and I, we didn't, I don't think we did anything that night. I think actually, I think we did a puzzle because I was like, I just need to get my mind off of it. Like, I think we did a puzzle and watched Harry Potter because I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. So I was like, I just need to 
get to the things that I love and like I just need to like be fine. Um, so that same week, so I went in on a Monday to get my blood drawn originally and she wanted me to come every other day to check my levels. So I went on on Monday. I went on Wednesday. Wednesday was really hard too because I remember the the nurse, my, the nurse that was at the office, which she was like a freaking angel to like, oh my God. I think I, I talked to her more than, and she, I think she knows more about my life and everything than I think everybody does. Like I was able to tell her everything that was going on and she I am so like thankful that she's there but she had told me on Tuesday because she I think I talked to somebody at the office or I was at the office like every single day that first week so Monday was when I found out Tuesday I got the call from the nurse and I was like, you know, I'm still wearing liners, you know, nothing crazy. And she was like, you need to go and get by like some maxi pads, like all of that. And I was like, oh, that's, are you sure? Like, I don't know. It seems pretty light still. And very glad that she told me to, because it definitely changed course pretty quick. Um, I am lucky enough to be working from home right now still. So I was able to, I, you know, messaged my manager and I was like, I can't come in. Like I worked very, very spare and few and far between that week. And I'm super thankful again for having a job that allowed me to do that where I didn't have to go in or have to work. Cause I just was not in like emotionally stable state to do that. But, um, on Wednesday, sorry, got I diverted for a second, but on Wednesday I went in and at my OB's office, every single time you go in, you have to give a urine sample. And I was like, I, I don't, I like do not want to because going to the bathroom was so traumatic. It was, I would like hold my, I would try and hold it as long as possible. Like I know it's not healthy for you, but it was like, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to look into the toilet because it was just like, it was it made it so much more real. Like it was like pouring salt into the wound every single time. So I had to give a urine sample. And I remember like, and this was, it was at a point where I was just like, I don't know. I feel like at some point you're that for me at one point, I was just like, so broken that I was like, well, this is just my life. Like I remember sitting there with my urine sample that was like basically all blood and it was, I was like, this is, I don't really know what else to do. And it like, it just, it made me feel, I don't want to say gross, but almost gross at, at a point. Cause that you're just like, what's wrong with, what's wrong with you? Like, why, why does your urine look like that? And it's just like, well, this is what's happening. So it was, it was definitely like, um, it was hard to handle that. Um, but I got my blood work done. I had to get a shot too because of my blood type to make sure in the future, I don't know, something weird like that. So I was there for, I was there a while waiting for this other shot. And I was again, sitting there just like crying. Like, I think I waited like over almost 45 minutes to get this shot. And everyone was like, we like, this isn't fair for you to be sitting here 
waiting while other people are coming in who in who coming in who are pregnant or who are just finding out and it is an exciting time and you just this is super fresh and you just have to sit here and watch these people walk by so that was hard that was super hard um that definitely like broke my heart a little bit because it was like you want to try and say positively like that could be me one day but in the moment you're like i'm don't want to see that i don't want to don't want to hear about it i don't want to look at it i don't want to do anything so um got my blood work done finally got that shot and got the hell out of there as quick as i could and i just i remember like trying to live as normal of a life as i could that week and it was it was like damn near impossible like i tried to go to the gym and i just remember cramping so bad and I was like almost had to bend over in pain and I was like I, I need to leave like I can't I can't be here and I remember my husband and I we went try to take our dog out for a walk and we maybe lasted a mile and I was like I I need to go home and change my pad like this just just it's it was like everything was incoming and I was not, I was not prepared for that part at all. Like I didn't realize how, like I was only four weeks, like I wasn't even that far. And I'm like, this has to be over soon. Like, good God. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking way too much about that and it's gross. But um, I do remember I was telling my mother-in-law and I felt like a giant, like, push and your body just does it like you're not you don't even you don't even have to try you can just feel your body like pushing it out and I remember at that point I was like okay that we should be almost done um and I really was after that point it was a couple of days like maybe later on that week and then I still had to wear a pad for a while but it wasn't nearly as heavy as it was those first couple of days and I remember that whole week again was like a blur but like telling my telling my mom like broke my heart telling his mom was really hard i didn't i personally didn't tell my dad but i had my mom tell him um i have a older sister who has any who has two kids so i have a niece and a nephew and i remember i told her and there's it's really weird cuz i look back and i remember i was i was a little bit frustrated because she didn't like she didn't cry when I told her and I like got mad and I was like why am I getting mad like when you tell people there's not like a sorry I don't think there's a certain way that they can react or anything that they tell you that is going to change what's happening. And that took a while for me to realize, like, it, when I told people, most of the time I cried, like, I am now, but that's just how I reacted to it. And it's not, it's not something fun anybody wants to hear about. Like, you don't want to be, you know, I wouldn't want my sister to call me one day, like, out of the blue, and be like, hey, I had a miscarriage, like, 
people don't know how to react to it. Like, it's all you can think about, like, 24-7, but to everybody else, it's something brand new. Like, it's, and that, I think that is a piece of advice I would definitely give, is, like, don't get upset, don't be offended how people react to it, because it's how they're coping with it, too. Like, how you cope and how other people cope are so different. Um, but I will say my sister was like amazing after that. She like texted me every day and was like following up and how I was feeling. So it was just, it was just a lot to, to I think for me to like be okay with. Cause you know, I told a couple of my best friends and, um, they just started like bawling immediately. And I was like, oh my God, like. I don't, I don't want you to cry because I'm, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm definitely like a, I'm not good when anybody else cries because I cry. Um, but so it, it was one of those things where it just, it caught me off guard. Um, but a lot of things catch you off guard. There have been several times where I get super pissed about something so dumb um, that I'm like, why am I getting so mad? But okay, sorry. Ooh, all right, moving on. Um, so my miscarriage was a little different. So I, the second time I got my blood drawn, my levels didn't drop. They pretty much remained the same. So then I went in on a Friday and, or I think I had to go in, I think I had to go in on a Saturday morning. Yeah, that's what it was. I went in on a Saturday morning and because for some reason, oh, I know what it was. It was, I went in on Friday, I actually went into the office again on Friday, um, probably like my third or fourth time that week. And at that point, she's like, oh, you're, oh, you're not going to need to get blood drawn when I first got there. And it was at the end of the day. And by the time my appointment was over, the lady was gone who drew the blood. So then I had to try and go to, um, there was a hospital around the, around the corner to try and get my blood drawn there. By the time I got there, they were already close to, I remember I was like super pissed. I was like, I need to get this test done. Like I have to get it done. I need to get it done every other day. I remember like, I don't want to say yelling, but being very aggressive with the person on the phone and it wasn't again their fault, but you just take some aggression out on random people because you're mad. So I went in Saturday morning, got my blood drawn, and that same day, I, I had, I already told my friend I was, that her and her husband had just moved, or bought a house, and I was going to help them with taking down wallpaper, which is never exciting, but I was like, I've done it before, I hate it, but I'll come and help you, because I don't know, why not, that's what, that's what friends do, so I remember I got over to their house, and you know, I'm still cramping, like nothing nothing nearly as bad as that week. And my doctor calls me and she was like, so your levels came back and they're, they're increasing. And I was like, what do you, how? I'm like, I, I'm clearly like, I am bleeding. Like there is not a day that I, I can't go without anything. And she was like, I, I really think that you have 
and ectopic. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. And she was like, so she's like, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's, it's, it's the, there are some factors like your numbers aren't dropping. They're increasing, you know, you're still having some pain. There are some other things that are happening that like, I really think it could be an ectopic, but you know, I also, and the treatment for that was I had to, I had to go to the ER to get a, a shot um, that was methotrexate which is a drug that is used for chemotherapy. So it wasn't just like a, you know, wasn't like just like a flu shot that I could go and get and I'll be fine. It came with some implications too. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a cancer drug. So it breaks down the cells. Um, and you also can't try to have another baby for three months. So it was like, she was like, so either we, you can, I guess, wait it out, see if your numbers start to drop, come back in on Monday. She's like, but it also just makes me nervous. I don't like people to wait if they potentially have an ectopic because it could continue to grow and it's growing in the wrong place and it could lead to some severe issues if we don't get it taken care of sooner versus later. So I was so back and forth. I, I didn't want to go because I didn't want it to be real. I was like, no, like this is already annoying. Like I'm, I just want this to be over with. At that point it had been, you know, five or six days and I'm like, I'm done with it. I'm done talking about it. I don't want to like, I don't want to deal with it. And I talked to one of my friends. She's a, she's a doctor. And I was like, what do you think? And I remember she was like, you know, I, it's, it is pretty serious. Like I would probably go. And I talked to my doctor a couple more times. Like I kept calling her back and I'm like, okay, I, I, I am going to go. So one of my, one of my best friends, she came and took me because my husband had to work that night and I didn't know how long it was going to take. So going to the ER during COVID is also not fun. But so she, I was so thankful she was able to go back with me. Like I wouldn't have been able to lay back there by myself. So, um, it was interesting. Like we, we were there for a couple of hours waiting for a shot that took five seconds, but it, it was, it was sort of, it sort of freaked me out. Cause they were like, so we have the shots ready. Like they had to, so I, I had to get it in the ER, but they had to call up to the OB. They had to get it. They had to then get it like several sets of approvals to get it ready. Then OB had to administrate, administrate it. Someone from an ER nurse was not able to administrate the shot to me, but then they also had to find special gloves to be able to give me the shot because of the type of shot that it was. They didn't want too much exposure for the person who's giving it to them. And I was like, what the hell are you putting in my body? Like, what? So it was a little like nerve wracking. Um, so finally they, they come down, they put on like all of their garb to protect themselves from giving me this shot. And they were two, at first I thought it was just one shot. They were two giant shots that went into, that like went like right at the top of your butt and on both sides. And I was like, you know, again, then I was panicking because I was like reading side effects. And um, I mean, again, like knock on wood, it went smooth after the shot like I didn't really I didn't get any side effects um 
again, my friend was like a saint waiting with me like hours there just for a two second shot. But so she dropped me off and, you know, again, it was, I was still in like a very like low, low because not only did I have a, a miscarriage, but then I had an ectopic and it was just like, this isn't, this isn't fair. Like I, I just, I want this to be over with. So I went in the following week, got my blood drawn. Um, my levels didn't, my levels didn't drop again. <clears throat> so my doctor said it was, we got it. So it was a couple of days I had to go in because they, they needed to get my levels on like a Monday or something. And then I had to go 48 hours afterwards and they really wouldn't like as close to the minute so definitely had to like change my schedule around again very grateful for my work for letting me do that um so my levels didn't drop um so like a week almost a little bit over a week later I had to go in to get another shot of the same stuff um and it was one of those things which like, again, so at that point, like when I got my shot, it was like two weeks from when I found out that I hadn't had had a miscarriage and I was still dealing with this ectopic. And I'm like, this is just, what the hell? So I was definitely like, my mentality changed. At first I was mourning a loss, mourning this loss for sure. And it, 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 you know, broke my heart and my husband, you know, again, we were both like just completely devastated to then a couple weeks later, like I couldn't wait for my levels to go down because it had gotten to a point where it was just like, I felt like it was haunting me. I'm like, it wasn't, I couldn't just be done with it. Like I couldn't have anything just normally have happen. Like it just, my doctor told me like, because you have endo, it's more common for you to get ectopics too. And I was like, oh great, that's really, really reassuring. So it was just, it was a lot. And I was, I didn't realize how much I hadn't healed from the miscarriage because my focus then became frustration towards this ectopic that like once I was, once my levels, after my second shot, my levels finally did start to drop. Um, and it was finally like a thank God. And also with methotrexate, you can't drink for like seven days. So like finally by the time my levels dropped, like I still had to wait a couple more days to like finally celebrate that this was over. And it was like, it was a, it was such a weird mentality to be in because you like, we wanted to be pregnant so bad and then we couldn't. And then it just like, it was sitting there lingering over our heads as like this, like it was tormenting us. And I'm like, just, I want this to just be done and go away and like get the hell away from us. Like this was, this was not a good pregnancy. It was super unhealthy. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be around it anymore. And I was like, this is in my body. Like I can't, like, I don't know what else to do. So, um, finally it was, it, it was, over with and I hate saying that because it's so it like I feel like it makes me seem evil but it was just I I definitely mourned in that first week and then I was pissed for two weeks and then after my ectopic and my levels finally went down to zero that's when 
all of those original emotions started to come back. So little things would hit me hard, like a baby crying at like on a conference, any calls that I was on, I would have to mute myself or completely leave a meeting because I would just start crying. Um, people that I followed on social media, I started unfollowing them, blocking them because they were pregnant and they were getting ready to have a baby. And like all of these things just came like rushing back at me. Um, people would try to give me advice and I would, I would get pissed because I'm like, you don't know what I just went through. Like, leave me alone. And these were people who hadn't had a miscarriage before. So it was really hard because then I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be angry at them because again, like it was then at that point where I was going through the, that, the, the stages of grief and they were really only trying to help. Um, there, I will say there is one lady that I know who like her and I, yes, we were, we were, we were close. Like we knew each other through a group that we're both part of. And, um, she, has had a couple miscarriages and she has, she was honestly one of like, like her and I have become really, really good friends. And I'm like, she's truly the only person I can talk to about everything because she gets it. Like she hasn't had an ectopic, but she understands like the morning and the frustrations and the bad advice people try to give you or people trying to give you good advice and you just don't want to take it and so like if if I didn't have her to lean on because again like I talked to my mom and my sister probably every day or every other day but they didn't get it it's it's so different um if I but if I didn't have this like now I would say is a very good lifetime friend that like I am beyond so grateful for. I, my, my journey would have been a lot more rough. Um, cause I would text her. I mean, I would text my husband this stuff too, but like he definitely put on a brave face. Um, he, you know, he broke down that first day and then after that he's kept it together. Um, but I would text my friend like every day or every other day when, when little things would like piss me off for no reason. Be like, oh my God, is this normal? She'd be like, yes, it's fine. So she helped like validate a lot of those feelings. Um, so it was, it was really, really nice to have her <clears throat> there. And she could also share some of her stories or like how she coped with things. And she really was like my sounding board for that. Cause I would be like, Hey, you know, how did you, have you had to do this before? Like, have you had to, or how, what was your experience? Like, what should I be prepared for? Like those types of things. And she always was able to give me like really good advice and that her advice was, has been the one that I've like cherished the most and I've taken the most for sure. Um, so I'm, yes, I, I'm very, very, very happy to have like had her put into my life. I didn't, it's one of those people that like, you didn't know that you need until like you needed them. And you're like, oh my God, this is, 
the best person to have been around me at this time in my life. Um, so yes, I don't really know where I was going with that, but uh, anyway, so I will say, um, after my levels finally started to go down, I did have to go back onto a birth control. Um, again, I still don't know when my cycles are or if my body can, you know, what, what's happening. Um, so I went on the birth control again since I, we could not get pregnant. Like it, my doctor was like, I don't know how much I can stress you, but like you can get pregnant for three months because of your methotrexate. And so we actually just recently passed that three month mark. Um, I had my doctor's appointment, I think it was last week. Um, no, it was a couple weeks ago. So, oh no, it was last week. She's been a long week, but um, so we, there were lots of questions like my husband and I, and we had, we've had a lot of good conversations about it, but we had probably one of the best conversations that I think we both needed to, you know, what our concerns are, like what, what do we want to do? What don't we want to do? Um, and we were able to like really give a lot of like any, any like lingering feelings that we've had or last minute emotions that we think that we, we, I mean, cause we do need to get them out. We can't, we can't keep going on this path and try to start again if we're both not fully healed. So it was, it was really good to have like him and I have this conversation and, you know, cry it out and get pissed about things again and just figure out what we wanted to do and what makes sense for us. Cause we, we don't want to rush into this. We don't want to say, okay, three months now we're good. Um, we, I think we're both on the same page where we, I, I don't want to, I don't want to track anything. I don't want to say I'm ovulating. It just, to me, it stresses me out. Um, it, it makes me very uncomfortable because I don't want to have to be like, okay, this is when, this is when we have to try and conceive, like these, these are the days. And that works for some people. Like for me, it, it honestly stresses me out. And I think my husband, not I think, but my husband and I definitely are on the same page with that. Like we just, if it happens, it happens because I think this one happened. Um, I know it didn't end up the way that we wanted it to, but I think it was dumb luck the first time and hopefully it'll be dumb luck the next time. Um, but we are going to wait another month and finish, basically finish out my next birth control pack and then <clears throat> see what happens. So we're, you know, coming out of the, the really dark time. And it, I know 2020 hasn't been great to a lot of people. And I'm not saying my life, this has been the worst, you know, my life, my year has been worse than anybody else's, but this year has been one of the worst years for, for us. Like it, not only did I have a miscarriage, but you know, it happened on my birthday and it, we didn't think that we could get pregnant. And now we had to, we had to wait longer. And again, I think waiting honestly was probably better because I don't think either of us were emotionally ready for anything before that. It also sucks because my doctor 
told me, you know, after a year, if you don't get pregnant, then, then we can, then we can talk about, you know, looking at some other options. And we're pretty much, by the time I get off my birth control, like we will be at that year mark from when I went off my birth control last year. So we're basically starting all over again. So it's all of those little things, but it's, it's been an experience I don't wish on anybody, but it has, it's definitely grown our relationship and made us closer. And I have been able to have some of like, or gain some of the best friends that I never thought were there that was going to happen. My friendships have changed. Uh, my relationships with some, some of my family members have changed because of it. Like it just is, it's different on how I view things now. And um, my biggest, I guess, my biggest piece of advice to anybody is going through this is find, find your person. Like there will be somebody that you know that went through it, whether they've told you or not. Um, but just talk to people about it. Like I was definitely ashamed, mad at myself, like sort of grossed out by myself because I'm like, how could I have let this happen? Like I was disappointed, but you get over those feelings. You, you do. I don't want to say quickly because it didn't happen quickly for me, but just, just be vulnerable. Um, because it'll help you heal. Like me doing this, I'm completely vulnerable. Like I, some of these things, you know, I haven't shared with like my extended family. Like some of my aunts and uncles don't know this happened, but here I am telling whoever, anybody out there listening, like it, it's, it helps you heal. Um, and I think honestly, the timing of this is really great because like as I'm sitting here crying I'm like I think I'm good you know I think we're ready and I'm like maybe maybe we, we need to rethink that maybe we need to really make sure because there there will be times I'll be able to talk about it no problem whatsoever you know I can fly through the whole story but again that's muscle memory when you really have to Peel back the layers. That can be hard, but it'll help. So um, I don't want to. I don't want to end on a crying note, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's been a journey, um, and here's to hoping that 2021 is better for for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you so much for doing this. It, it takes a lot of courage and I hope it is a huge part in your healing process. Like you mentioned in the beginning, I know sharing was a huge part of mine, uh, which is why I offer this platform. So I just think it's so cool that you felt the pull to share your story in full, um, yeah. much different than sharing it piece by piece with the, the people that you surround yourself with. It's like a, a different way of doing it. Um, yeah. It's, it's vulnerable and it's hard and you did it. Yeah. And I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. And it, it was, it is nice because you can sit there and you can, 
tell you, I'm able to tell my whole story without, without people asking you questions or, you know, just laying it all out there is, is very different. This is the first is. time I've done that, but it's good. Yeah. It feels good. It almost, it for me, it feels like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people feel afterwards. And it just, I don't know, it's vulnerable and mm-hmm. it feels good. But I, yeah, I just want to thank you so much. And yes. you already gave your piece of advice, so I don't even have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I always ask at the end of every, every episode, but you already did it. And it was a great piece of advice. So we're going to yeah. leave it with that. But if well, somebody wants you. to reach out to you, where can yeah. they go? So I am, I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is Katniss Everlean. Um, <laughs> I saw so. that and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't changed it from my, you know, competing days. So it's, it, it makes me laugh too. I don't know. It's funny. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, more than happy. And, and I think, yeah, I don't know. Being vulnerable is the only way you can grow. So I, and I thank you so much for letting me do this um, and letting people do this. Like this has seriously been like the best way to listen. Cause again, you don't have to ask questions. People won't ask you questions like, and hearing it makes you feel human. And yeah. Normal. Yeah. Vulnerability is the bridge to connection as yeah. Breen Brown would say. <laughs> and yeah. um, I mean, we all need to be connected in the Lamb Fam. It's just part of the healing process, I think. And this is a great way to do it. So yes. thank you. I couldn't do this without you girls who are willing to share. It means everything to me and all the listeners. So you are awesome. And best of luck moving forward. You'll have to keep us posted. Yes. Thank you so much, Shelly. Yeah. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. Just leave.